Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me at Dan Urban MMA. Also, you can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges, and you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please give us the best review you can. We would love it. And we talk about judging in MMA, so you should read the criteria at abcboxing.com. Dan, I have two quick observations before we dive deep into Saturday yeah. uh, and the events that happened Saturday. Wow, let me hear them. One, the judges, I thought, did a fantastic job on the whole. Yeah, they've been great uh, this whole with, year. Especially, especially with the fact that they, just about every round that could have possibly been scored, every just about every round that was scheduled went the distance. Yeah, it's a rough night. It's a long night. Out of, out, of, out of nine fights, one five-rounder, they had one fight that went two rounds instead of three. So they scored just about everything that happened. Yeah, that, that's a lot of work. A lot of focus needed there. So that was one observation. The other one, most of these fights were stinkers. Um, I thought they were okay enough. I mean, I'm, I'm probably being a little harsh. Stinkers is, is a little bit rough. But, I mean, let's face it, we've been getting, I think, pretty spoiled with a lot of events lately. So... It's very easy to look at this one as the total outlier as far as entertaining evenings of mixed martial arts go from the worldwide leader. Yeah, I, I, I still think, I mean, I think it's getting a little bit of unfair flack, especially the, okay. main, especially the main event. No, I you know what? I didn't hate the main event. It's easy to crack on it, but the problems from the main event, which was, of course, Cyril Gann, uh, and it's Gann. He told me that on Tuesday, I don't care what John Annick says, it's Gann, not gone. Hey, uh, but anyway, I don't know who to trust on that. Oh, I have audio, sir. <laughs> but I think I think John Anik has audio too. Yeah, but I can play it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, however you say it, I thought he had a good performance. I don't think it's this masterful thing that half of the Twitter world was saying it was. It was not a masterpiece. No, not even at all. I, they, they're they're just a total, incredibly. I, I don't even know the word. Just a, such a swing in that far in that way. It's just wrong. And to yeah. say the fight as a whole was bad, I don't think you can say that because there was plenty of action. Every strike they threw, it seemed like they wanted to finish. Jarzinho didn't well, really problem. throw much, but yeah, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, he just he is not throwing enough. That's the problem. So, is he was very content to just kind of. It was almost like he was really waiting for like the perfect opportunity to materialize, and twenty five minutes later, it never really happened. It seemed like he remembered his fight with Ngannou. And was like, okay, I don't really want to get knocked out again. I heard this guy's got some decent power. Let me be conservative. I, I don't think that's fair. Um, I, I really don't. I, I think that's actually, um, I, I don't like that, man. I, I disagree with you, sir, in the fact that, I mean, this is a very experienced kickboxer. He's seen a billion people with KL power before. And, and you know, Gan, I mean, yeah, he hits hard, but he's not like, he's not this absolute bruiser like Nganu is. Hey, he, he, he did not throw his strike, so he's going to get a little criticism. It's, I mean, the criticism's fine, but I think it should just be fair criticism. I think what it was is he just a lot of the feints and a lot of the movement and everything like that. He, you know, when I when I spoke to to Jair the other day, he did tell me like, yeah, I mean, Ghani moves around a lot, or Gan, excuse me, Gan moves around a lot, and you know, he that was one of the things he highlighted as far as his striking style. He just said, you know, I'm gonna have to fight him wherever he puts me, and and he just didn't really do that. So he was did not want to get hit and get knocked out. That's where it comes down to. I don't know. I think I don't think it comes. It's, you can't. You can't say any that, any fighter that goes into a fight does not want to get hit. Well, sure. Why exactly. would you want well, some? Some of them actually do want to get hit a little bit. No, 
No one wants just to, to get in it. You know, they don't want to get knocked out, but some of them, like, they know they need to get touched a bit. You can't do that at heavyweight. You get touched, you get knocked out. Boris Griffin. I bet you he wanted He's to He's not a heavyweight, though. He's a light heavyweight. I mean, it's not that much different. Well, you, you should ask him how it felt getting hit by Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva's a middleweight. Are you, and do you remember their fight? I certainly Hawaii do. class up? I do. It didn't go well when he got hit. No, that was uh, that was like watching The Matrix, except, you know, shorter. Yeah, so really, I don't know. This division's kind of uh, kind of being owned by the new school, pretty much. Well, I like, both of these guys are kind of the new school. I mean, Rosenstrike's only 32. Gon's 30. He's not actually, like, that young. They're only a couple of years apart in age. He calls himself young, though. He is young. He's young in the sport. I mean, even before that, like, his, his Muay Thai background only goes back to, I think, 2016. At least competitive Muay Thai. Yeah, that was another thing I didn't really care for. Oh, it was only eighth MMA fight. Like, the dude's been fighting. Yeah, but so, even at that, I mean, it's okay. it's still not that many. It, whatever you believe on Wikipedia, and I should have asked him how many fights he's actually had, but whatever uh, whatever it says on Wikipedia, I think he only has like seven competitive uh, Muay Thai bouts, professional MMA, uh, professional Muay Thai bouts, excuse me, yeah, but all then... in France. So he's only got like 14 or 15 total combat professional experiences, if that's to be believed. I mean, I that's think still not a lot. I think every take around this fight is just bad. Like everyone, Probably. They're, 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 the truth's always in the middle. They're putting Gan as this rookie, and now and then they're putting him as oh, now there's a boring fight, and everything is just wrong about this entire for this fight. He's not a rookie, but he's still he's very much new to MMA. I mean, he's only been competing in MMA for three years, and even if again, if you add in that Muay Thai, you're only going back four and a half, five years. That's still very, very early in a <sighs> professional combat sports career but it's not like he's not used to fighting that's how they made it seem he's used to fighting. i mean yeah that's that's wrong he's not agree. he's not new to competition he, yeah he's he's not stepping in there being like so which way do the gloves point do i do i put my fingers in which way which way does the thumb go in obviously i get that but i don't know i mean he, he is still new he is still i mean i would i would actually say that he probably got rushed to this point just because of the fact that he was able to step in and beat Junior Dos Santos, while the name still had some value, and again, he, I mean, he came in here, he clearly beat Rosenstrike, who, I mean, I think without a doubt is a top 10 guy, so that puts Gan up there very high as well, but I, I almost wonder if it's going to be just a little bit too much for him next, because now he's got to have a bigger fight. Yeah, he's probably going to get a top five, another top five guy, this, what was Rosenstrike, four coming in? I don't know, I thought he was like so, six or seven, I don't know, I the, the UFC four. rankings are stupid anyway. Yeah, but well, that's what they're going to book it on. No, they don't. They don't book with those. That's just what they use for promotional purposes. He's he's gonna get a guy high up now. Maybe get Curtis. Yeah, Blades. I mean he sh- he should. I mean at this point, yeah, you can't you can't just be like, well, let's give him uh, under Arlovsky or something like that. No, uh, no. Unless... At this point, I think you probably. Gosh, I mean, I mean, unless they Derek rush Lewis. Dawkins, Derek Lewis. I, I want him and Derek Lewis. I would see that. Well, that's a guy in the top five. It is. I'm just well. I <laughs> I get it. That's what he's got to get. I'm not saying you don't give him someone in the top five. All right. I think we're on the same page, and we're arguing about that. Yeah, I think I don't think you understand me today. We're not it's okay. We're not we're not vibing right now. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> well, we've got hope. a counseling session coming up. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll see you there. Okay. I just got to tell my wife I'm going. Right, let her know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's enough of that. I mean, this I, we probably said enough about that fight anyway. I've talked enough about heavyweights for next month. Mm-hmm. For for a fifty to forty five fight that no one disagreed with in the world as far as how it should have been scored that was probably enough on a judging show right yeah we we've 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 we're done let's just move on again i mean though it there weren't that many 
fights that we needed to break down just because I thought the judges did a fantastic job. Uh, every fight that we have kind of to talk about, it's it's just, you know, one round here or there, which, you know, it's it's not that big a deal. The one fight, though, where we did have a score that could have changed the result was in the draw, the majority draw between Montana De La Rosa and Myra Bueno Silva. Yeah. And this one's interesting because first, of course, I think before we get into anything, this whole fight talk was about, interesting. Was that the whole fight was interesting. The whole fight's interesting, but but the the part that we really need to dive into is what made the draw a possibility, and that's the fact that Bueno Silva had a point deducted for grabbing the fence in round one. A very rare move. What do you think of that in general? Just just your general take. I'm curious. I think you got to take the point there. It changes the whole fight, really, for her because she was down and then pulled herself back up, basically. And then I didn't know. You know what? I I wish I did go back and and re- did they restart on the feet? Or did they start on the ground? Do you recall? I actually didn't get the chance to rewatch this either. I believe that they did not grant the position again, but I I could be wrong here, sir. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to take the point because that changes the entire fight. De La Rosa wants but, it on the ground, and she would have had it on the ground if not for the fence grab. But here's the, here's the alternative perspective. I don't think anyone's arguing that, you know, she shouldn't have been punished, but, and I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Should it just have been granting the position rather than take the point it should because if if it's true what we remember and you know this, this makes us look amateurs but we're not double checking right but i think they restarted on the feet if if they did restart on the feet but take a point and that was the punishment what about the inverse where they give the position but don't take the point what do you think of that in this particular scenario i would rather the fighter get both i would actually rather them get position and no point then okay and then have a point and not get position because i think she would have preferred having the position there because she ended up i Uh, mean that's where she wanted to fight and that's where she felt comfortable so the way i've kind of come to viewing the way point deduction should be in in mma and this is just my personal feelings on it. it has nothing to do with the way referees do it or the way they're trained to do it or anything it's just just my two cents i think point deductions are very good in mma as a deterrent for doing dangerous fouls that could hurt somebody. You know, I'm talking about like eye pokes. I'm talking about, you know, egregious groin strikes, but not necessarily something where, you know, you're really just kind of you're doing a little cheating by grabbing the fence, which everyone kind of does to some degree. Sometimes it's more blatant. It was pretty blatant here. I don't know that you need to take the point. I don't know that it needs to be a point deduction here. I think you should definitely give the position. I think that should absolutely be the way it is done. Again, this is just my feelings and how it should be, not the way it actually should be. Just my feelings. Mm, I mean, I get it. You want to you want to protect the fighters, but you're also protecting them by not letting them be cheated against. So, but again, I'm saying in the wallet. give them the position. Absolutely, yeah. give them the position. It shouldn't. It, I mean. You know, here she didn't well, get yeah, the position. I think, like I think I would rather the position. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, this also was her. She got. She did get warned for grabbing the fence already. She did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's in the rules. I don't fault the fact that it happened because one, it's in the rules. Two, she was warned, and three, she kept doing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no misapplication of the rules. It's just my philosophy on how the rules ought to be if they were to go back and rewrite them, for example. You know. Yeah, I get you. I think that's where mm-hmm. I think they do that somewhat already with the two point option for those fouls where an injury occurs. 
I'm not as familiar with with the way uh, levels of fouls can be well, called for well, fence grabs. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But with injury fouls, intent and damage get you two points. Sure. So I don't know how you would be able to get a two point foul for grabbing a fence. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that either. I, so I, I think it's, I think it's pr- might be seen as lesser of a foul, but still okay. punishable. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't see. I think it should really just be a yeah. Give them the position. That should just be. It should be as easy as it is. Like no, no, no. You're keeping it from there. Let them have the position they were trying to get. Yeah, who knows how the round would have turned out if she did get the position. I mean, so. it, it's interesting because obviously Buena Silva, even though she lost the point, she did get the round on all three judges' scorecards. It was a close round even as it was, but she did, in fact, get that round. Um, and then Montana De La Rosa, she got the second round. So at that point, De La Rosa is up by a point. The yeah, second round was, was an interesting round, though. I mean, it was basically it was. a tail of another tale round. Of, it could have almost gone the other yeah, way, right? Tail of two halves, really, because Bueno Silva had a solid first half on the feet. She was landing good shots until it went to the ground. Del Rosa moved uh, into mount, let good ground and Very pound, good finish. And then she attacked solid arm triangle. So I thought she had the better, uh, I guess, finishing impact. Effort to oh, finish the fight. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. she was more effective in that. In that. She was definitely closer to finishing so. the fight. I would agree. And I, and I gave her the round. I mm-hmm. think you did too, probably, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, all the judges did too. So again, no one disagrees. At this point, she's up 19 to 18. And, and I remember even thinking that. I'm like, oh, I think we're going to be heading toward a draw. And sure enough, yeah. round three did end up going to Bueno Silva. But this was a round that the judges did, in fact, disagree on in terms of the degree to which Bueno Silva won. Uh, we did get one 10-8 score from Eric Colon. The other two were ten nines from Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato. What do you think here? Was this was this warranted to be a a ten eight in in your mind, or I mean, do you see the argument? What do you, what do you think? I only went ten nine for Bueno Silva. I think she definitely did solid damage. I just don't think that the blows were all that diminishing to the point of a ten eight. You know, Della Rosa was fighting back the entire time, and she did have some decent offense. So I don't think you can check off dominance or duration really. And without those okay. diminishing blows. Uh, the diminishing level of damage, I, I don't see it being a 10-8, but uh, okay. I wasn't cage side, so I, I don't know what, what Eric Cologne might course. have been seeing yeah. right up close. It's very hard to to gauge, and you know, I, I don't even have a frame of reference for this because we've never done this, but it's very hard to gauge the degree to which strikes are landing if you're not sitting there cage side. Those are the people you really kind of need to hear and get a sense of it being cage side to understand that. So, you know, take take that for what it is. I'm not gonna sit here from from my cozy chair at home and and say that Eric Cologne was wrong to go a 10-8. I didn't go there, and obviously the other two judges did not. That's that's just how I saw it. It's you know, it doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, but it is interesting because if one other judge, if if either Cleary or Damato gave it a 10-8, we would have had a winner. That's true. We would have by majority decision. Really, and mm-hmm. I do think, unfortunately, I like. Obviously, she she committed the foul, and that is what it is. But I do look at this, again, in, in kind of my feeling that it should have just been the position. And obviously, that changes the whole entire fight. You, you know, Everything from then on is different, even loses. in the other rounds. But, I, I mean, you just look at kind of what transpired, and I say, you know, I really do feel like Bueno Silva was the better woman on Saturday night, and for her not to get the win is a little disappointing. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know the rules. You're told the rules. You know the rules, and... If she does end up on top, she might lose the round and ultimately lose the fight. Of course, so of course that's and I get that. I think I think the draw is a fair fair score. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not 
going crazy about it, certainly. But and 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 I acknowledge that this is, this is the way the sport works. But like you know, yeah. we can we can certainly aspire to see change in yeah. the sport that we would oh, like to see. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a really good, interesting round like this one, or interesting so. fight as so. a whole. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, especially because of the something like a point deduction. Because yeah. point deductions are in fact so rare, right? Especially one that actually alters the result of the fight. Well, I guess it hasn't been that long because we're really <laughs> you only have to go back to uh, December with the Figueredo Moreno fight. Yeah, but it's almost it's that March. was a big deal. <laughs> it was that well, that was a title fight. That was a huge deal. But this was, was a huge deal. March and 1st. now we got to get a rematch so, of a fight that I'm pretty sure we all know is going to go Figueroa's way in a much more decisive, decisive manner. Yeah, who knew that guy was in the hospital the night before the fight? So <laughs> wild, wild. Yeah, it's and but we'll get that rematch. We'll we'll, we'll allow Figueroa to add to his legacy with a, a second probably beat down rematch uh, i think that was targeted for like june so we're more months out but you know again that was that was it for that one that was really the only one where the result could have potentially been changed by one of the rounds we discussed everything else is just more of a curiosity uh but let's start with more 10 eights in our 10 eight watch here and that was uh we'll start with the alex Caceres getting the nod over kevin croom 30 26 times two and a 30 27 so round three this is our potential 10 eight uh, we had Cologne again giving a 10-8 here along with Chris Lee. So we had company here. Uh, and it was Tony Weeks who just saw a 10-9 for Caceres. What did you see? I went 10-8 for uh, Bruce Leroy. Okay. I, mean, he... I also did, but I actually flipped it on rewatch today when okay. I was watching. The first time I did, it didn't quite cross my mind to go for the 10-9. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think I struggle with that watching live. Yeah. I'm not always thinking like that. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. So some because you know you know who won the round. You're like just to what yeah, the, what degree yeah. did did he actually win? I thought he and, and I have him. no stakes in it. You know, my my yeah. opinion matters nothing. <laughs> Sometimes they'll put my opinion on TV on, on a tweet, but I didn't ask for that. <laughs> if you're listening, I would like to be on TV. <laughs> anyway, you can uh, trade. He, you can get all the people that call you out. Oh, and I would. Say you're oh. dumb. I love it. Oh, you would you would relish I, it. Me, oh I, I just ignore it. Like I don't I don't care. It doesn't affect my mood, but I just look at it and I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh no, I gas up for that. Uh yes you do. Anyway, he rocked Kroon a bunch of uh Kroon a bunch of times uh early on in the in the round. And did, I, I think Kroon he just had no It offense. was like Matador style too. There was one point yeah. he like got him moving in and he looked like a bull. And yeah, he was wobbled a few times. He really had no offense at all. He got is back taken multiple choke attempts and was really landing solid ground and pound, especially that final minute. He, he was smashing him in the face. And I, I was like, yeah, he got there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I saw the second time as well. First time through, I think I just, again, like we said, I, I pretty much just saw it. Okay. This was a good round for him. I thought he had a really good round, but I didn't really quite pay attention to the fact that Kroom did almost nothing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's going for takedowns. He's fishing for a takedown. It's not happening, but that's not effective grappling at all right yeah he was so, just and he doesn't on. land anything so yeah, yeah I, I don't have any problem going 10-8 here especially under the consideration of the fact that yeah there's there's domination here definitely yeah. and damage yeah and pretty much for the whole round and duration i yeah. think too so, i think you can check all three i think i think it's a solid case 10-8 you know i i i can't sit here and complain about tony weeks only giving a 10-9 because i didn't uh but you know i i think this is a round that if if more people would look at, I think this would be one that everyone would pretty solidly say, okay, this should be a 10, eight. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a, it's not a drop dead 10, eight, but I I think it's a pretty good one. I, I would lean, I would, I would lean closer to 10, eight than I do 10, nine. Okay. That's fair. 
like I said, yeah. I went 10 9 at first. So, what, who am I to talk? Yeah. I'm the dummy sitting at yeah. home. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here. But, you know, moving on, we have another 10 8 in the Alexis Davis over Sabina Mazo victory. That was 30 27 times two and a 30 26. So, only one judge gave the 10 8 in round three to Alexis Davis. That was Derek Cleary. Uh, whereas Weeks again and Mike Bell, they only went 10 9 for Davis. What about you? I just went 10 9. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. She ruled the ground game. Yep. But I didn't really see any attempt to finish. So there wasn't as much attempt to finish throughout this fight from Davis. I mean, I, I think round two, she had some attempts, but then there was actually some attempts the other way. I, you know what? I think, I mean, I don't want to get too much into round two, but I think round two, you can argue Mazo a little bit uh, I, but not, I, didn't I didn't see that i didn't see it that way either but i think you have it well because the arm bar attempt you have an, a decent or a, a better argument i, I suppose because it's kind of leg locks versus head punches or not leg locks mm. leg kicks versus head punches that yeah. round but, i know what you mean yeah. yes i mean I, but i didn't i didn't go i went davis all three but in round three i just didn't see the damage from the strikes and i didn't see really all, any sub attempts to you know get her to that 10-8 but i mean davis she was, was very conservative in this fight yeah, she was she was better. Like no question, she won that fight. But I think she was happy to get the W, which is fine. I mean, she was you know she was riding a losing streak, and she's a terrific, terrific woman's fighter. She she's for my money, she's probably one of the best you know ten women fighters that we've had. Well, yeah. I mean, ten's probably not fair. Probably more like ten top fifteen ish that we've had in the last like decade. Yeah, title we'll contender. Say. Yeah, at and, one point, and so. she was terrific even before she was kind of on the UFC scene. You know, she mm-hmm. was she was doing very well. She's pretty accomplished. She just you know never quite got over the hump. I almost look at her as like a like a Kenny Florian ish who was like very good but didn't quite get to the point of being a championship, you know, winning fighter for sure. Yeah, I, I mean this is this yeah. is a very broad brush I'm painting that, with. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying she's <laughs> Kenny Florian. Please don't think that. But I'm just saying she kind of in that range where she was like someone who was was quite accomplished, but for her time, but didn't quite uh, reach any new heights. Right. But I do have one thing I'd like to bring up about round one. And and, and I definitely took a beating on this one uh, <laughs> online because this one showed up on on the uh, uh, on the screen. I gave this one to Mazo when I watched it live. And before you even say anything, Dan, the reason being was I saw in that first minute. Mazo landing very well on her feet. She's landing very well. She's and, and and I'll admit this too. In hindsight, she's making Davis look like she's wearing it well, but I think Davis just wears punches. <laughs> like she just looks terrible when she takes punches. She's one of those people who just looks very mm-hmm. red. Um, I also probably lost track of how long this fight was standing. It was it was barely more than a minute uh, before it went down. Uh, and I just didn't see as much from Davis. This is my first view. This is my taking you through my, my mentality, the first view. I didn't see as much from Davis in terms of the effort to finish the fight, uh, the ability to try and lock on any sort of fight-ending submissions. I didn't think the punches she was landing were very effective or very frequent. I watched it again, and I do still think you can make a case for Mazo. I really do. But I understand... And I understand that I understood then too why it could have been a, a case for Davis, but I understand much better that the judges were all right here. They they all had it for Davis. I'm the jerk. All right. Well, I don't want to drag you through the mud any further, really, than Twitter already did, because <laughs> I did go look back at those, and they uh, they were pretty pretty mean. 
Um, there are people who weren't very kind to me. Good thing I have very good self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel very good about myself. See, I, I, I understand your argument. I don't agree with it. I think maybe if Mezo, because she, land, she landed the better strikes while it was on the feet. I mean, no one's going to yes. question that. But Davis, I think she, you could argue she landed the best strikes of the round, period. I think that, like, uh, without a doubt, she did. I, I, I don't know. Uh, she didn't land enough of them is the problem. I think if Mezo maybe dropped her or rocked her with one of those strikes, but there's really only one that sticks out to me. I think it was a right-left uppercut, which you see her head snap back. You're like, oh, okay, that was a good one. But mm. also Davis was landing good leg kicks while they were on the feet, and especially the one where she, sweep- couple, yeah. she sweeps her leg out, falls her down to the ground. And the thing, once it was on the ground, Mezo was completely defensive, and I thought Davis was all offense. Even though these were pitter-patter shots, she was still landing and still fighting. It's Mezo stopped fighting pretty much and it was just defensive. Complete- yeah, that that is the part that I think makes a huge difference is, is just the fact that, like you're saying, she really didn't do much thereafter other than defend. You know, she was defending well, but as we know, you don't get points for defense. This is pretty much the same as Ketlin Vieira and Yana Kuniskaya, except it's completely opposite, where Kuniskaya was the offensive fighter while having her back taken and Vieira was the not offensive fighter while being in the offensive position. So, you know, can I tell you something about what you just said? What I had a, uh, someone I spoke to in preparation for this actually made that exact same comparison. Like they said, it's the same, but opposite. Yes. They said they, they made a comparison between these two fights and saying in kind of the opposite way. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. You're, uh, you're thinking like a, like a judge, my friend, my brain is working. I guess you're. I guess you're on point this weekend. Me, not so much. <laughs> that one guy. But, wrote... You know, I thought that was worth discussing at the very yeah, least. Why, you know, yeah, it's okay to be wrong. I mean, our opinion doesn't matter. You know. No, it do- it doesn't. I think matter. it's. I think it's good to discuss. It. I think it's healthy to discuss it. And uh, hey, whenever I'm wrong, I, I hope I get called out for it. You know, there's yeah. no reason to uh, use the R word and, and uh, that guy and, doesn't uh, like, like you. that. God, that guy doesn't like you at all. No, he he's doesn't. Got, he's got an issue. With <laughs> there you. is. There's someone out there who's really out to get me, uh, and, <laughs> and I, I have muted this person, but I, I get genuinely curious once in a while. I'm like, did this guy check up on me? And, and I'm not going to call it out, call out the account in particular. If you want to find it, it's not hard. But this, this account, for whatever reason, for about three weeks now, just about every tweet that it puts out there is, uh, is attacking me. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it's whoever created that uh, fake account of you. Who was jealous of your tweet showing up care. on the thing? I think that's who it is. And now he's just—he's like, you know what? I'm just going to use my real account. I don't know. Whatever. He's saying I have an alt <laughs> account. I don't use alt accounts. It's that's a waste of my time. I wish I didn't have my account. Why would I use an alt account? Dan, how often do I help out with our uh, Couchside Judges Twitter account? I—I I think I get a, a notice that you log in every you know couple months. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pretty active with it. Is what you just said. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, so that, I mean, that's almost a, that's a strictly promotional account, pretty much. So. I mean, it is, but yeah, at yeah. the same time, I don't know. I, I've, I've said it before. I don't like Twitter. I use it because I have to, because I'm in media. The day I don't need to, you won't see me on here anymore. No oh boy. You have to email me or text me. Yeah, and then he'll pass on his duties of showing up on broadcast to me. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, we just have some quick lightning rounds to run down. I think we can do these pretty quick, right? Uh, Pedro Munoz, he got the win. uh over the second time over Jimmy Rivera, 30-27 times two and a 29-28. It was round three that we had at least one judge. That was 
Mike Bell give it to Rivera. Ron McCarthy and Junichiro Camillo, they had it for Munoz. I did too. What about you? I'm sorry, which round? Round three. Round three, yeah. Round three, I went for Munoz. Yeah, I, I just didn't see it as well. I mean, it's not that's not to say uh, Mike Bell is wrong, but I thought I just thought that this was a, a, another decent round for Munoz here. Yeah, I, I thought they both had comparable impact outside of the leg kicks that Munoz was delivering. Yeah, those leg kicks, so, I, I found them to be very impactful. So, I mean, it's not like this was a, a blowout of a round. I think if you're going to pick out a round that was close, this would have been the round. Yeah, and I, you know what? I would even say if calf kicks were illegal, like they were saying they might be, like the broadcast team. Or saying, I actually missed that conversation. Oh, what, it was what? weird. Yeah, they were saying, yeah, maybe we should just outlaw calf kicks because they're taking over the game. And, you know, you take out someone's leg, they can't fight anymore. And it's like, what? Paul Felder just said that and Bisping's agreeing? And... <laughs> I'm pretty know, Dan, sure they were being just, facetious, just, but. I had an idea, Dan. What if in baseball we took out pitches that had movement on them so that you could only throw um, fastballs? Aaron Judge would hit a million home runs. <laughs> baseball would be pretty exciting. The games would never end. <laughs> So it's so stupid. Why, but, why are we getting rid of something but, that's obviously a very legal technique? No. I, I mean, I get were they joking? Is that really I'm what it was? I th- I'm pretty sure they were joking because but it's true. Okay. This, this, I didn't. I actually tuned that out. This technique has really taken over MMA, yes. and and I think it's Fantastic. not gonna it's not gonna stop until guys learn to fight in both stances. I think that's the solution. I'm not a striking expert by any means, but that is if I was a fighter, I'd learn how to fight just as well uh, southpaw as I do orthodox. I think. I think that's where it's going to head. The solution, either like uh, you know, what are you going to do? You do that for a while, you get your leg beat to heck, and then you switch stances to the other one and get beat to heck. Well, yeah, but at least now you got another leg. But because now you don't let it get beat until that point, you switch. No, but then you'll have no legs. Even and even. Well, then uh, then you just got to sit there and and try to do the uh, the Fabrizio Verdum. Yeah, go to the ground, do the Verdum, and, and pull guard and hope they join you. No, 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 forget forget pulling guard. Just like just go just back, onto your back and say, yeah. "Come on!" Try oh, it. the classic butt scooting. In, yes, all, <laughs> you don't see jiu-jitsu. that one as much anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, again, close round. I didn't see it that way, but it's not crazy that way. Uh, the other round, though, uh, that was, you know, potentially could have gone the other way was in the Tiago Moises victory, 30-27 times two and a 29-28 over Alexander Hernandez. Round one was a closer round. Uh, two out of three, Eric Colon and Dave Hagen had it for Moises. Uh, whereas Ron McCarthy had this one for Hernandez. I also had it uh, with the majority here for Moises. What did you do? Yeah, I, I went with Moises. Hernandez threw a lot and missed a lot. But he sure thinks he won, didn't he? That, that, uh, you know what? I, I guess he's just too close to it. But I, it's, hard to, so... it's hard to separate, man. Uh, you know, we're not fighters. I had somebody comment about this on, online because I, I, I kind of came to uh, Hernandez' defense a little bit in him thinking he won two and a half rounds, which, you know, you don't get, you don't win a half round, but I get what he's saying. Like he, he's in there. He's not thinking he's losing. He's, he's getting touched. He's touching back. He doesn't think he's losing. Well, they, here, and I understand that you can still be losing and not think you're losing. That's yeah. okay. That's another case for open scoring. Uh, it is another case for but, open scoring. This is true. I, I do have Although a- for someone like him. You couldn't you imagine someone like him hearing, Oh, you lost that round. What? Uh, I won that. To be honest, mad. he would be in his head the rest of the fight. Yeah. That, like that, some fighters, yeah. you hear fighters. I, I ask fighters this a lot because I'm, I'm curious. Whenever I get the chance to talk to one, I try to throw that question in. Um, 
and a lot of what I hear back is kind of like, well, maybe it would change the way I would think. And I don't know if I want that in my head. Yeah, the, the thing with round three is when, when he's hearing the scores and he hears two 30-27s, what you know you didn't win round three. I, I mean, I don't think anybody Well, he thought he won half of it. He was getting smashed in round three. <laughs> like that that was the clearest round of all. It really was. So I, I couldn't disagree. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's the point where I'm like, well, you shouldn't be that shocked. Yeah, but I, I came to his defense on that one. No, just just because I understand the mentality and like I've never fought in a cage. I will never fight in a cage. I'm going to live my life and go to the ground without having fought in a cage. So I'm not going to know the mentality of that, but I can understand why someone might be in there in a round like we saw a reasonably cro- close round, not not one where the guy was like knocked to the ground or anything like that. And he's throwing a lot and he thinks he's landing or maybe he is landing. Maybe he's landing equally. Maybe he thinks it's more. I don't know. I know. I get it. It's but hard to say. I think he was just more busy than he was effective in that round. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not I don't I gave all three rounds to Moises. Yeah, so me too. For me, this is an easy call, but. I understand where he's coming from. So I actually do want to come to the defense of this this uh, this brash young man, just in that respect. But, I mean, d- did you think, I mean, what is, is Ron McCarthy crazy to give this one to Hernandez? What do you think? No, no. I mean. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I still think Moises won it. I do. So, but I'm not Ron McCarthy. I, I hope Alexander Hernandez sends, sends Ron McCarthy like a, like a flower or something like that. Not <laughs> not a ton of them. He only got one round. So just, just one flower. <laughs> That that whole it, it bugs me that he's like, well, listen, without commentary. Well, I mean, the judges don't listen to the fight or watch the fight with commentary. So, I, although Bisping's pretty loud, my man. <laughs> I feel the the sound has gotten so much louder in there where not everyone can hear everything. <laughs> well, the judges, I mean, you have to think they can hear Mike Bisping. He is not quiet. Uh, does it affect them? Probably not. No, no. They're these guys especially because they've been doing this so long. They've, they've at this point, you get to this far, you've got to be able to tune it out. To enough of a degree to be able to do your job, but oh yeah, that doesn't mean that it's not there. Yeah, but it's not there. Like it's it's there for us. No, for sure. It's it's very different. It's very different. Um, and you know that was that was all the rounds that we had uh, any dispute over from the judges. I want to highlight really quick before we get to the uh, the all the finishes that we had, uh, all one of them, uh, undisputed fights. We had Cyril Gann, of course, fifty forty five times three over over Jarzinho Rosenstrike, uh, Magomed Ankalaev. 29-28 times three over Nikita Krilov. He got rounds two and three. Dustin Jacoby, he also got rounds two and three in 29-28s across the board over Maxim Grishin, who missed weight by five pounds, and I'm sure is probably not going to get too many more fights in the UFC. Uh, and, and then uh, Ronnie Lawrence in that one finish that we had. This one went to the third round. He got a TKO there, but before that, he was leading over Vince Cachero 20-18, so... Two ten nines. Yeah, they did a great job. Great job. Circle back again and just say the fact that the judges, I think, I didn't think that this was, I didn't think there were a lot of fights here that were incredibly contentious to score or something like that. It's not, you know, we didn't have a bunch of, you know, high volume, low weight class uh, fights here that were incredibly hard to score. We didn't have any very low volume heavyweight fights, right? It was, you know, usually somebody made enough of a point to get the round which made it easier. But having said that, you get a night where you have basically no reason to think that the judges were, were off base from anybody, I think, in, in the round scores that they were giving out. I, I just thought they did a great job. And, and yeah, I'll give them a little quick little, little golf clap. Yeah, give them a clapper. Yeah, give them the clapper. There you go. But yeah, we obviously, uh, the favorite finish, you and I have to agree on because 
it was just that one that, that yeah, Lawrence only fight. One finish. And he really pounded on uh, Cachero to to get the end of that fight, right? He, yeah, he was smashing. Really. What smashing. did you think of the stoppage? Because there was a lot of people who were were not a big fan of the way Jaron Vallel stopped this fight too. They thought that it was a little too late. Uh, I wouldn't have minded if it was earlier. I don't think it was bad stoppage. I thought early on when I was from my first angle, I'm like, all right, you got to stop this. What's going on? Why are you not stopping? And then they cut to another angle and it shows uh, Cachero on a leg. So it looks like he was working to change position there. But I mean, quickly, Lawrence got rid of that and just finished it. I honestly thought that this was like a perfect stoppage. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm crazy here, but uh, and I, I took some flack for saying so. Uh, someone's like, oh, you yeah, bad takes and over here. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I thought this was a perfect stoppage because to me, as much as Cachero is taking all these punches and he's not answering back, he's not out. He's just taking a bunch of punches and he's obviously hurt. He's hurt. But I don't think he's not intelligently defending. I don't think he's incapable of, of defending. I think he's still working for it and then right when you see Cachero finally kind of you, you you saw the fight go out of him like the moment that happened Jaron Vallel's right there and stops it I thought that was perfect I really did well yeah I got like I said after I saw the different angle of him on the leg I said okay yeah he was still fighting but yeah I still and, and- I kind of disagree with the one thing I think he was not intelligently defending I, I just blocking punches with your face is kind of a thing that it's not very intelligent. It's not smart, but I I don't see him. I don't see his his inability to defend himself. You know what I mean? I I don't think it, I think it was making a choice. Like I'm going for this takedown here, and I don't think he's hurt to the point where he can't fight anymore. That's that's just what I saw. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, and, I, I got no I think, issue with the know, stoppage. So it comes down to judgment call, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Valel's in there. He's the one who's got to make that call. He trains refs. You know, this is. This is something he is trained to do is, is is train people for the command course, right? Yeah, he's instructor guy that's certifying. When you officials. when you take that so, command course, you're going to be working pretty closely with him. I understand. Well, I'm very excited if, if that ever happens. Hopefully this year. I I hope it works out for you, sir. I I'm I would fully love to vaccinated. Be able to take it. I don't think I'm going to be able to sign up for you uh, for this year, but one day it would be nice to take it. At least somebody's judging course, just to you know to better the way uh, we understand and put on this show, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's do it in July, like normal, ready to go. Well, you're vaccinated. You can you can yeah, go wherever you want now. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Do you, do you get like a paper with that? Like you just be like, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you get a card with your dates. No, sh- oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Can I get a card? Like, you're, can I borrow your card? You're going to get a card at, when you get one. Well, I want I want that. And I you really can't, prefer that. You can't lose it because you need it for your second shot. Unless you get Johnson & Johnson, you only have one shot. That's true. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. We'll be back again on Friday to break down the huge event, UFC 259. Oh, so many title fights. There's three title fights. Uh, I've probably got a lot of interviews to do with a bunch of these headliners this week or these these uh, title fighters this week. I already spoke to Jan Blahovich, who was great. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Oh!